Um, can I get like a really genuine, warm welcome to pillows on the windows? Oh my god. No, I can't Please? do it. I'm scared. No, it just has I'm to be like scared. a nice, like, hey, welcome to the podcast. Just do that. Hey, no, <laughs> I can't do it. Now, say it like you're a single father and your son just got home from his first day of kindergarten and you're so proud of him and you want to welcome him to the podcast. Go. Hey, no. <laughs> hey, champ. <laughs> Welcome to Bills on the Windows. Yeah. It's a movie podcast. Chill. Hello, Carly. Hey. Hey, uh, <laughs> do you have any like Oscar bile that you need to expel here before we Ooh. talk about movies? I think you might have some bile, mister. What, I, I didn't make good picks. <laughs> I made great picks. The Academy, however... Did not. Mm. It's not even like. <laughs> it's okay, not even Carl? like you chose the thing that should have won, but didn't. You chose Greyhound for sound. It's on a boat and there's guns and Tom Hanks. Tom yeah. Hanks is a great sounding man. The way his body moves, the way the. The little the way his body moves sounds good. <laughs> yeah, the little pad of his feet as he's like getting up to get water in the middle of the night. He's like, "Love it, love it." Yeah. Um. Okay. So I mean, Sodi's nice. We love Sodi. I really, really liked the energy right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I got a little bit bored. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then the ending was just kind of dumb, I think, right? Mm -hmm. But enough about this podcast, Carl. Let's talk about the Oscars. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, um, I yes. don't know. It was like, I, I'm not one, I don't think it's like terrible in the way that some people are like, oh, this was terrible. Some people think every Oscars is terrible and they're right. Please go on. I mean, every Oscars is terrible, but. This one did have a lack of energy to it in the middle slash end segments. Yeah, it it's bonkers that they didn't show film clips. That's the part where I'm yeah. like, this was a mistake, Sodi. What are we doing? And I just can't. Yeah, I can't understand that. I guess yeah. like I can't understand who made that choice and why. It doesn't really add up to me at all. Hmm. He hates film is the reason he's like. I love this subway station or whatever the hell. And yeah, let's focus on that. It is funny. Like I, I do, I do like him just switching stuff up. Like I like mixing up the order of the categories and everything. I think that's fun. I think it's nice to let people talk when they want to talk. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It was just, like, I expected, I guess, to have more opinions on it because I knew it was going to be different, obviously. <laughs> no, but it really cares just felt fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do. I do I know. care about the Oscars. You want other people to care, yeah. Car, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Oscars are just boring and not that interesting. You know? Except when something like um, Moonlight or Parasite or whatever. La La Land. I get you. Um, the thing <sighs> is. I think the whole yeah. format just kind of sucks or doesn't make any sense. Like, why 
it's like this months long process and there's all this secrecy and then they announce a winner and the winner gets to talk for a little bit, but then they get pushed off the stage. Usually like none, no single part of it makes any sense. It's just this like hundred years long, you know, torture we put ourselves <laughs> through every year. I don't quite understand why they're still uh, like we should award movies stuff. Right. But yeah. Do we need to broadcast this exact same show every year that is bad in the same way it will always be because it's a broadcast of celebrities and people you don't know except the <laughs> awards for stuff? <laughs> Did you see there was some Sodi interview from like a decade or so ago where <laughs> no, he was talking about the Oscars? Digging through your archives of Sodi <laughs> interviews, but please go on. So basically, a decade or so ago, someone asked him, like, what would you do with the Oscars? Um, and he was like, basically, we just need to not air it and we need to make it a fun party. Sure. And like a lot of this stuff that he suggested he ended up doing, but the difference is that they aired it and it had to be a show and not just like an award ceremony between the people who are giving awards. Yeah. Right? Like, you could just yeah. announce the winners? Is anybody going to care? Yeah, that's what, like, what Critics' Choice Awards do. Yeah. Yeah. That seems better to me, I guess. Like, I, I, one in a million times, I'm like, oh, I like this acceptance speech. You know? <laughs> it's not this, like, awkward thing where they're forgetting to thank someone and then, like, looking at their little napkin they brought with them with their notes on. I Like, who is this for, you know? I mean, it's... I don't know. I feel like it's for me. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I do like the most of the speeches. And I like people getting all dressed up. And I yeah. like seeing them all interact with each other. And it's fun when one in a million times something spontaneous actually happens. Like, that's all fun and cool. Sure. I just think yeah. uh, we peaked with uh, Hugh Jackman singing songs. I, and... I was going to bring it up if you yeah. didn't. <laughs> the reader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got to bring back hosts. I feel like we've oh, realized now that we need a host. They can't not have hosts anymore. Who's your dream besides, of course, Billy Crystal? I mean, Hugh Jackman was so... We can't just do Hugh Jackman again, but like a Hugh Jackman though. type. Like, I don't really want a comedian. Okay. Because they're going to choose a bad comedian. And even yes. a good comedian is like, I don't know how funny they actually are. <laughs> and this type of thing. Because I'm just reading some like SNL writer's yeah, words. Totally. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Um, I guess like that being said, I do really like um, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. And they did a good job hosting Independent Sphere Awards at least once. I get so sick of John Mulaney so quickly, though. I don't know. His shtick, it's heavy, dude. Well, that's why you have Nick Kroll there. I like that's that's going too far in the same direction. I don't know. It's like one <laughs> shtick over shticking the other, and I'm I uh, I like Hugh Jackman because he's an entertainer instead of a comedian, and I think that's the right way to go with that. I think so. Yeah, and I feel like you have to go either. Like, I hate the Seth MacFarlane version where it's Ooh. like, obviously, I just don't like Seth MacFarlane at all. But yeah. his, like, attempt at being, like, political or edgy, and it's just, yeah. like, truly. <laughs> it really does just feel like SNL, now that you mentioned that. Like, everything yeah. they do just feels like an SNL skit. But Well, I think a lot of times it is SNL writers that end up oh, no. writing the show. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
Um, I thought you were gonna say Timothy. I guess I, that's the only. Oh, whenever you like oh, name no, a I celebrity, think you would do a terrible job. <laughs> that's the only person I can ever think of. I'm sorry. I don't know. I got a car. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. Get this. Mm-hmm. Two hosts, James mm-hmm. Franco and yeah. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Come on. Have you gone back and watched any of those clips? No. It's awful. Okay. Yeah. And Seth MacFarlane, dude. <laughs> oh, no more late night hosts. I'll take it like literally. Any James Corden is your please. next Oscars no. host. Honestly, it might happen. James Corden is somehow like booking every single job in Hollywood. So it totally could happen. <laughs> Carpool karaoke with. Yeah. Her. Oh, God. It feels like you're manifesting this in the universe as we speak. Cats reference again. Remember cats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Car, let's move on from the Oscars, okay? Okay. Nomadland won. We don't need to dig up old graves. Um, (laughs) You know, Car? Yeah. There's an old saying in show business. Okay. Never start with a showstopper, but I think we have to start with showgirls. Woo! Film of the century, Showgirls. Uh, Peter Van Verhoeven. What's the guy's name? Paul. Now you got. Uh oh. Paul Verhoeven. Okay, good. Um, right? Jesus Christ, are you <laughs> freaking me out? Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of Total Recall fame, made uh, Showgirls, which uh, is a movie. And Car, what did you think? I I had such a whirlwind of <laughs> a time with it, which I think is maybe like a common experience. But okay, so like my my going in, okay. I'd seen a couple of Paul Verhoeven movies that I liked, total recall. ranging from okay to really really liked. Okay, um, and I. Like, had seen the letterboxed for showgirls, and people I follow liked it a lot. Scary. And okay. I remember seeing the poster growing up. Yes. The poster is so iconic. I think it's, like, a perfect, perfect movie poster. I agree. Um, And then I go on to Gosh Darn Fandango, <laughs> and I'm paying my $4 or whatever. And... I saw that it had like a 29% yeah. critic score and like a 23% audience score or something yeah. crazy. And I was like, well, this is kind of strange. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I started watching it and it's bonkers. It is bonkers, yes. Um, but I had a really fun time. Okay. For most of it. So are you in the camp of like, this is genius? Because there are definitely those people who are like, this is unrecognized genius in movie form or are you like this was a fun you know car wreck to watch happen i think okay so i was just about to say that i'm in the middle okay but i don't think it's like entirely a car wreck like i also don't i don't get the like totally ironic view of this movie like i know that she's like the main actress like her is doing a ton (laughs) like it's just kind of an insane movie but i think like a lot of that is known or at least some of it is known like i i don't think number one i don't think paul verhoff god i keep thinking the names wrong 
Um, Paul Verhoeven is dumb enough to think that he was making like a totally normal movie. Sure. Um, and two, it just like didn't feel as bonkers to me as hmm. I guess like it did to a lot of people, save for a couple scenes. Do you think that is because you are watching it in your apartment in 2021 instead of in theaters in whatever year this came out? Yeah, I imagine a ton of this was just like prudishness okay. um, with the reaction, right? Like, it, I don't know. It's it's an extremely... You see a lot of stuff in this movie. <laughs> like, you see people behave in strange ways. Um, I, but I also, like, I've just never disliked a movie because there's nudity in it or something. Like, I can't imagine being upset about that. You... Car... Mm-hmm. I respect your opinion on what you're saying, but you are underselling <laughs> mm-hmm. this movie like crazy right now. I feel like <laughs> this movie is nudity the entire time. It's two and a half yeah. hours of nudity. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just like it, it. Number one, yes, okay, that's true. Number two, <laughs> I don't like get the problem with that. Number three. It just feels like you don't realize it anymore after like the first 20 minutes because it is truly just nudity the entire time. Isn't that scary though? Is that, I don't know. There's something to that, but um, there's nothing wrong with nudity. It's just this is a completely non-standard use of nudity in film. I mean, there's like, there's like groins. Yeah, which is, that's one of the more shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's so many shocking elements of this movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> that is particularly shocking. I'll give that to you. Sure. Uh, yeah. This is the story of uh, <laughs> anonymous uh, <laughs> Miss Ogeny, and she's going to Las Vegas <laughs> to be a stripper. Well, she's going there. But to she be, really wants to be a dancer. Yes. But the, yeah. the road to dancer leads through strip club, it turns out. And Kyle McLaughlin's right. there. And Gina Gerson. <laughs> Is there? Yeah, Gina rocks. She does. Gina rock. is so freaking good. Uh, yes. Uh, in all things, and uh, yeah. The uh, I guess the point I'm trying to get here with this great plot description is, um, for how crazy this movie is, and I'm I think in the middle with you on it being genius or a car wreck, but I also think at some point this movie is just not. It doesn't uh, have enough going for it to keep me interested you know two hours in when nothing of real importance happens throughout this entire movie uh except which is so weird because the <laughs> yeah. stakes are so high often it, it feels like it it's very dramatic but like uh it's very repetitive also because it's just a lot yeah. of like backstage drama happening in vegas type stuff yeah, and then repeat performances again and again and right, again. Right, which is the and, point. I get it. Like that's. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not. I, I'm not saying that's a mistake. It's just it didn't really uh, grab me. I guess. Which feels insane because you are watching something that's just so out of this world, in or at least so it atypical for movies. So you would yeah. think that, like, just from that, it would be so. Um, you would be so like focused the entire time but yeah that's not necessarily the case no you get desensitized to it i think at some point yeah uh right so like there's this first half hour was just this whirlwind of (laughs) emotion uh and then uh i feel like 
Then there's this long middle. <laughs> and then there's an ending. I like the ending. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So we have to break this down yeah, a little okay. bit. Okay, so I had to... I prepped by reading some stuff and then I listened to a podcast about it because there's just so much to absorb here. And someone rightfully pointed out that the scene in when, at the very beginning where the main character is in the casino and then she realizes that too much time has passed and the person with her like luggage and ride yes. uh, is not there anymore and she hits a different car a bunch and screams mm-hmm, and then vomits. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, one of the mm-hmm, most confusing mm-hmm, 60 seconds in any movie. Mm-hmm. And then they're best friends immediately <laughs> afterwards. There's no way to tell what's going on. It's so crazy. Okay, so that's... <laughs> that's your intro. That's jumping you into showgirls. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, in the middle, you're just getting so much... There's so many attempts at, like, establishing relationships with different main characters. Like, like Gina, like Kyle MacLachlan, like the guy who's in Saw 2. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> who was that? I think he's, he's Saw 2 or Saw 3. Okay. The dancer guy who, like, she almost has sex with and then is, like, you have to love me and then he gets Penny pregnant. Did I watch a different movie? When does that happen? <laughs> Where they're like oh. in the apartment and he's teaching her to dance, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. like, there's all of these weird moments where it's like, okay, we're sort of starting to understand the main character through her relationships to other people, but none of them are, none of them carry out in the way you expect. Maybe save for Kyle MacLachlan, his arc of like being the creepy manager guy makes sense, and it makes sense that she uses him and like. Whatever, that's fine. But, like, the Gina relationship, can't tell what's going on there. Can't tell what's going on with this guy. Like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I don't know how much of it's intentional, where it's just, like, it's okay that none of it makes sense. And then how much of it is just, like, Verhoeven not understanding people enough. At the same time, I don't, I don't know how anyone could watch this movie and see all the scenes of people telling the main character that she dances well. And not understand yeah. that there's satire and irony going on here because the way this lady dances is amazingly bad to watch. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> but she yeah. gives it her all. And that's uh, that's what it takes to be a showgirl. Yeah, I think there's also there's another comment on this movie, which I think is exactly right. Like, it's a movie full of nudity and sex scenes. And it's like the least sexy movie ever made in the entire world. It's just like, well, yeah, people... There's no dawn behaving. Yeah, okay. Yeah. People behaving crazy, moving their bodies crazy. And none of it seems like it's because they actually anyone likes each other. Except right. for maybe Gina and the main character. Right. Everyone's an object. Uh right. I've never been to a strip club, but this movie makes me never want to go to a strip club because it seems like <laughs> yeah. the worst place to be. But let me ask you, what if you could see some monkeys? <laughs> the monkeys are loose. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, look, the monkey. Like, what? That scene. I don't know, man. If, half this movie feels like deleted scenes, you know, where it would just kind of like trail <laughs> yes. off. And, be like, and we didn't put this in the film. Completely, yes. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, at the same time, Car, I feel like there's some dramatic moments that work 
fairly well. Uh, like what? I think her interactions with the kind of strip club manager have some weight to them, I felt like. The earlier guy? Yes. Okay, yeah. And I felt like that was reflected in the, um, what's the name of the, the show that she's doing? The review. Goddess? Goddess, the, the kind of guy running that whole scenario. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that stuff where it's kind of like confrontational and she is <laughs> dancing with purpose or something. I don't know. But like those <laughs> moments I felt like I was watching a movie I could understand and enjoy in some capacity, you know, when it's not this alien movie. Yeah. Is that it though? Like, is uh, there anything else that rings home? Uh, nothing with the other, the guy you were talking about, the guy dancer. Yeah. Nothing going on there. Um, no. I felt like the uh, boat show situation had some stuff going on there that was dark and interesting. But then um, in a normal movie, I think that would have been some sort of like culmination of something. But in this movie, it just feels like. Mm-hmm. Yet another <laughs> terrible thing that's happening to, you know, women and this culture and just, I don't know, like uh, when you are this desensitized to everything that's happening, it's hard to kind of pull genuine interest and emotion out of something like this. And I think that's maybe the problem with, I, I mean, like a true the biggest criticism I have is in the end sexual assault scene where it's just like the most gratuitous thing. Yep. It seems oh, I forgot so unnecessary. That. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, because it's all driving home at that same idea of like show business is awful and it's hell and like right. everyone's evil. And it's like, you probably only need one of those moments and it could like one of those sort of, more dramatic moments and it could have just been the boat show thing if they had made that a more central point of the movie like he didn't need he didn't need to do absolutely everything in order to convey that like this is a really 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 toxic industry yeah yeah like i felt like the ice cube scenario got at that in this kind of uh well, you can tell you can understand the dynamic and what's wrong and what's happening between these two characters in that moment. And then they extrapolate that and make it more intense, like a thousand fold through the rest of the movie. Right. But I felt like that was a nice kind of moment right there that they could have built on. So, you know, it's like I can't really critique this movie just because there's no through line for me to like hold on to where it's like, okay, this, mo- this moment was good, but then it's, it's just like, you know, 90 degree angle. It's over here now. And I'm like, okay, I can't even start to unpack what's happening here because it's hard to find. Right. So. It takes, and there's also just like the, everything around this movie was really interesting too. Like what it did to, different people's careers like Mm. from my understanding Mm -hmm. it really ruined the main actress's career Mm -hmm. and paul verhoven felt really bad about it because he was the one directing her to act (laughs) like this because i think Mm. as we're talking about it was not supposed to be like a straightforward serious performance but everyone was like hey you idiot elizabeth berkeley why are you a bad actress and yeah yeah i don't know it's like this is a one of those like fun, rich text sort of movies that oh, yeah. is fun both to watch and I think to learn right everything about. See the ripples going out 
into the world yeah. of film from this movie. Right. Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I just, at the end of the day, I can't really enjoy it as a film and I can't really enjoy it as something to laugh at because I don't think it goes far enough either way. So. I mean, some parts I did laugh. Like sure. I had a funny time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it is interesting. Like I, even though, I don't know, 95 isn't that far away, but it was a different culture then. So, like, yeah. I wonder how much of it, like, even more stuff played for laughs at the time, whereas, like, we've progressed on some of things and maybe sure. some things aren't as funny anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then, I like, there are genuinely, like, interesting cinematic moments. Like, I really, really, really like the... <clears throat> um lunch or dinner that Gina and main character have mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. they're just like saying weird stuff to each <laughs> other and they're in this like fake I don't know like fake like cafe Italy or yeah. something I don't know yeah like that was such an unnerving setting and interesting conversations and stuff so like I, I guess all of that is to say I would absolutely watch this again sure. I think I could get even more out of it the second time and yeah consecutive times yeah. yeah i hear you i like uh every scene where it's like she has to learn a dance routine extremely quickly and then she does because she's the best mm -hmm. dancer in the world yeah which is so weird <laughs> she's not yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah i i would watch this again but i this is not a movie i could ever watch with anyone ever else ever i think it could because it is so just like it just feels like nothing because it's so silly and over the top. You know what I mean? Like it pushes it so far where it's just like, I don't know. Like this is just, I, mean, I couldn't watch it with like parents, but I don't sure. know. It just seems fine. But like, what are you doing while she's making Kyle McLaughlin orgasm? <laughs> like, what are you? Which time? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I was talking about the yeah. first time. Yeah. The second time is truly one of the craziest scenes I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't believe it. It's just like every single decision that is written into that script is the craziest thing anyone could ever think of. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, that was showgirls. Uh, yeah. Car, you've been really on a streak here of uh, movie picking. Yeah, I don't know. I... I I, I have a departure, I guess, to calm us down a little bit. Oh, thank God. Whew. Yeah. A movie to watch. Great. Thank you, Car. Speaking of movies, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what it's called. What is the anime movie that we watched? Whisper of Whispers the of the Heart. Country Roads. Yeah. Take me home. I couldn't believe that there's an entire Studio Ghibli movie framed around that song. Uh, you apparently like this movie a lot more than I did, Car. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I figured you would have liked. No, 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 no. Well, what's the deal, dude? Um, I was trying to come up. I, I just think it's boring, I guess. But I the thing I came up with to try to answer that question, because I knew you would ask me, is this is kind of the peak of the problem with Ghibli movies where all the other characters are extremely nice and supportive. So you have this movie where there is this 
smallest possible conflict happening. And there is no progression to the conflict because everyone just tells this girl to do what she wants to do and have a great time. Like it's that scene in uh, Call Me By Your Name where the parents are talking to Timothy and just being like the best parents ever. It's like that for an entire movie. And I was just like, what am I watching? Why am I watching this? I have nothing to gain from watching this movie. Yes. See, I also thought of the Call Me By Your Name scene. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's like the best vibes of anything sure. ever is just like someone's friends and family being like, we love you, do what you want to do. We love you and support you. It'll all be okay. We love you. And it's just <laughs> like that for two hours. And also it's like this girl. Okay, number one, the girl's clothes are amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Okay. All of the like, the cute little hat and the... <laughs> The fun pleated skirts and the little sweaters and stuff. Very, mm-hmm. very fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I also feel like it, it like depicted being that age, like the junior high age, where you just get so deep into something and it like becomes your personality in life. And yeah. in like a year, probably will never ever matter to you ever again. Like she's going to write this story and it's going to be her thing. And that's how everyone's going to treat her and then like yeah she'll grow out of it it'll be something else but it's cool that along the way everyone in her life is like yeah you do that that'll be nice for you right Uh, sure and the old guy's like well it's pretty good maybe do a second draft of your story (laughs) (laughs) to what end like Uh, so she can get it published uh, yeah yeah, i guess uh, like something to overcome or something like it's just like he's really good at the violin but you don't see him becoming good at the violin. He just is good at the violin. And that's like his character. I don't know. I, I don't know what I want out of Ghibli. It's hard for me to not compare this to only yesterday, yeah. which I will just do forever with every movie now. But uh, I don't know. Only yesterday just felt like you were seeing a portrait of a person. And this feels like uh, like a, a book for 12 year old, you know children turned into a movie which is fine there's an audience for that and it's cute and it's got the cat and you know it looks really good yeah, the cat is so cute the cat is so cute and they sing the country road song a lot which is <laughs> great i guess if yeah. you're into that um it's just as a movie you know i can't watch a vibe i have to watch a movie car i can't live in a vibe like some people you know <laughs> So I should say, like, I also found the movie boring. Okay. Like, it was sort of tough for me to get through it. Sure. Um, I would say especially after the first hour or so. Yes. Like, it peaked for me when all of the old men are playing their instruments and they're all singing yes. Country Road. Right. And... That's a show Then it just sort of... Yeah, like, I didn't even need any of this... Okay, okay. So... Hit me. What I was going to say is I didn't need any of the fantasy stuff. Okay. Like, where you're actually going into her world. Except Mm -hmm. the scene when she's, like, looking for the perfect stone or whatever. Okay. That was so pretty and nice to look at. And I, like, really liked how they portrayed, like, the textures and everything. Okay. I like stuff that gets smaller the closer you get or whatever was happening. I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's something a 12-year-old would come up with and I'm into it. (laughs) Uh... Very strong Murakami vibes from this movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like looking for a cat and it goes weird a little bit. You know? Yeah, and like strange weird dude and there's... Yeah, yeah. Strange weird old dude, I mean. Right. 
cat statue. Yeah. Wink setter or whatever. It's like, oh, cats. Got it. Cats. Yeah, I did like the Baron stuff, too. That was cool. I guess what I... But, and the clock was really cool. Okay. <laughs> You're wearing me down, Car. I do actually love this film. Thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I just... It's just that thing, again, where it's just like, I this if this movie wasn't a Ghibli movie, I just don't think it would connect with people or... But I, you know, that's just like this dumb, cynical thing to say. Obviously, it connects with a lot of people. It's just I don't see the the pizzazz to it. I guess. Yeah, this one feels like the comparison point for me feels like what's that one? Ocean something. Ocean waves. Yeah, we're like similarly. I mean, there was conflict there, but it just like all felt like nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like whatever you re- like. I I felt like I could way more so relate to the main character in this movie like uh, from that point in my life you know what i mean like it really did feel like what it was like to be like a 14 year old girl or whatever in some capacity whereas like ocean whatever was truly just like i don't know these are just like teens that are sort of also grown-ups and i don't know yeah i mean yeah whisper of the heart is a much better character study than ocean waves was yeah. Like much, much better. I liked Ocean Waves better just because it was uh like an aesthetically pleasing thing to look at for an hour. I don't yeah. know. Instead of for two hours, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh but I wouldn't uh I, I've forgotten most of this movie. Whisper of the Heart, I don't know. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Do they style the older sisters in all of these movies like exactly the same? They they have like have you noticed that? they have like five faces they do, and then it's like, oh, here's this movie's version of this face. Here's this movie's version. And it's version. always the long hair with like the sort of bangs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, I just mm-hmm. I've noticed that it really feels the same every single time. I feel like they get away from that more as we go forward, hopefully. I don't know. Yeah, I was looking at the um remainders and I'm ex- okay. Well, we have some good ones coming sure. and like ones that I'm way, way more familiar with, which is just encouraging. And then there's like the weird, like, son of Miyazaki stuff, right? Yeah. Tales from Earth yeah. Sea, dude. Right. It's gonna be sick. Have you seen Ponyo? Yeah. Yeah, I really like Ponyo. Oh, I love Ponyo. Yes. Oh, yes. really? I thought you wouldn't like it for Ponyo some reason. Ponyo is top three Ghibli, dude. Is it really? Get back! It is. Wow. Okay. Uh, but you haven't seen Princess Mononoke, have you? Ooh. No, I haven't. Ooh, that's up next, car. Yeah, that's ex- yeah. We're we're hitting a good stride here, I think. I'm excited to see the Yamadas one for some reason because it seems like it would What's be up that? my alley. That was the uh, only yesterday uh, Pompoko guy doing this like domestic comedy thing based on a comic Ooh. strip or something. And that's like before Spirited Away, I think, or slightly after Spirited Away. Anyway, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, that sounds lovely. I'm a little anxious about going back to Spirited Away. I don't know how it's going to hit after seeing too much uh, Ghibli movies, (laughs) (laughs) but hopefully it maintains. You got to go in with a fresh, no expectations okay. vibe. I don't expect these parents to turn into pigs at all. Whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> That'll be me watching Spirited Away. Car! Yeah. yeah. Should we yeah. talk about Haxon? 
Yeah. Give me your pronunciation on Hexen. I was just going to ask you if you could like give me the best shot. I have truly no idea. Hexen. How do they say it in the sure. movie? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Hexen's a documentary from 1922 or some crap, and we watched it at yeah. my behest. Kara, what did you think? I, okay, a few things. One, this is the first silent movie I've seen. Okay. Movies better when there's words with them, I really think. Like <laughs> spoken words. more enjoyable to watch okay. when they talk. Um, okay. Whoa. But okay. I thought it looked really cool. Okay. I thought the like overall visuals were good. I like. I guess maybe maybe this is the oldest movie I've ever seen. Sure. I don't know if that's true, but it feels true. And I just didn't expect movies to look that good. Like I thought it would just be like blurry shapes that <laughs> I, don't know, I would hardly be able to see. And I think like the art direction, and everything is really cool. Okay. My overall take on like the movie itself is I much much prefer the portions that feel like a documentary than like the. Let's out. play out this plot. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. That's most of the movie, though, Car, is people acting out. I know. Okay. Okay. That was like a... a I mean, I think the concept is fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. In that it's uh, kind of taking a look at how society... Well, I mean, there's a lot going on here, but it's looking at the treatment of supposed witches, basically, and what that how that is still reflected today or at the time or today uh, in how we treat like, uh, uh, well, they use different terms, but just like mentally ill people basically, or, or just uh, when we need a scapegoat (laughs) for something. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I wonder, I guess if this movie looked this good, even at the time, you know, like uh what do you mean when this film was projected in 1922 did it look like this i have my doubts i guess oh um but whatever restoration process they've done is incredible uh i would Mm say um and i think uh one of the qualities i think i've learned that i really really admire in movies is empathy and i think there is so much empathy throughout this film and especially in that last segment where it just like floored me at the end. I think that the whole thing with the lady stealing the ring is like, uh, Mm -hmm. just such a gentle and kind tone in the year 1922. And I'm not saying everybody in 1922 was a jerk, but it just feels very modern. Um, Mm -hmm. like it's very, uh, understanding in a way that feels modern. Um, and in a way that, Many movies today still don't feel, and uh, I took that with me. That was nice to have, I guess. Well, Um, and, like, that sense of empathy and understanding and maybe the most sensationalist topic possible, right? Like, and especially at the time, I can't even imagine, like, how controversial it was to talk about witches and devils and to portray them and, yeah. (laughs) To, like, (laughs) approach it from a way of... Let's unpack some of this stuff. I can't even believe that they like made the movie. It just feels yeah. entirely impossible. Yeah. It's not an American film and you can tell because that would have never happened yeah. ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like the middle is just like 
occasionally really effective, but oftentimes just kind of like doofy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, here's what people thought witchcraft looked like. And it's people lining up to kiss the devil on the behind and such. <laughs> And him masturbating. Well, just his like a butter. lot of scenes of like the guy in the cloak and the they're like stirring stuff, and it's just like I don't know, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. no, totally. And there's the whole yeah. thing with the where it's like this message that it's destroying this whole household, but that takes like 45 minutes to tell for some reason. Right. Uh, but I think looked at. In the context of the year it came out, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff going on there narratively where they're doing a lot of like cutting between different environments in a way that feels very natural. Um, mm-hmm. And I forget when that all developed, you know, like when can we show two different things happening and people will understand that this is happening at the same time. Uh, but it feels very uh, it doesn't feel antiquated at all the way this is shot or um kind of sequenced i thought yeah completely agree i don't know like yeah i i wish i had gotten into the middle portion more but like truly especially the beginning portion like the model of um i forget which group it was but like where how they they were portraying how they thought the earth was shaped and it was yeah. like the mountains surrounding yeah and they had like the planets and everything like that stuff was just so cool and yeah. it was so cool to see someone like try to build that in a way that you could portray over film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just wish it could have been like two hours of that i really really yeah. really really enjoyed that yeah yeah that, that stuff wasn't interesting to me uh in like a documentary sense, it was amazing to look at. But I was like, if I couldn't watch two hours of that, I guess, because it's just not it didn't grab me at all as like, a, you know, they're just establishing ideas, really. Um, yeah. Not, not that recreations like dramatic recreations are necessarily the best way to get across what they were saying. But I I preferred actually seeing stuff happen, I guess, to like uh, this like really weird proto Ken Burns like. Like it's really cool, but it's just like picture. Yeah. And then I'm like, and here we see a witch and then picture. Yeah. Oh, and I love dude with a pencil, like highlighting, you know, like pointing at yep. the fire <laughs> yep. underneath. And then <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, Do you like how much of this movie was supposed to be funny? I don't. I I love the uh, his assistant, and she wanted to try the thumb. That was like genuinely yeah. funny. I thought. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is it like were people outraged that women were kissing the devil on his buttocks car? <laughs> like I don't know if that was funny or not at the time. The devil just looks so funny every time. <laughs> just churning his butter, watching <laughs> girls eat rabbits or whatever was happening in this movie. Yeah, I found a really good gif of the devil, like, knocking at the door and wagging his tongue back and forth. (laughs) I think that might be the director. I think that might be the director. I did read that the director, like, acted in it. I didn't know he played the devil. I think he might be the devil. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Like, uh, solid performances, I guess. Like, how do you even, like, Mm -hmm. begin to break this down? But I was never, like... It never felt old to me. It just felt like uh, 
a very cool like this could be done in a campy way like today still i feel like this movie oh absolutely and that's a lot of fun i thought yeah i agree I w- had never heard of this movie, and I probably would never have watched it if um, um, you didn't point it out. It's on the freaking Criterion channel, dude. I know. It's a I film. Know, I know. <laughs> okay. um, I bet the special features on this one are actually pretty cool. Well, there's like that whole other version of it. I don't know if you saw that on there, where it was like the American version and like cut out like half the movie. Uh, oh, really? And I tried watching some of that and it was just like, nope, this is not fun and cool the way it was. This is just boring. So yeah. shut that off. Okay. Post haste. But uh, yeah. Car, speaking of special features, yeah. how's your Blu-ray lifestyle treating you? It's good. Was that a good segue? I went to Best Buy and I got some more Blu-rays. Oh my God. What did you pick up, Car? Well, I got Ex Machina. Not familiar. I got Arrival. Okay. I got Blade Runner 2049. Okay. And I'm forgetting the last one. Okay, very good. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. I might watch... Ooh, ooh. I might watch one of the commentaries tonight. Ooh. ooh. I bet the Uncut Gems commentary is <laughs> awesome if it's on there. I didn't check. <laughs> it's so crazy. How is there a... Okay, so there's like commentary, right? Yeah. As like this thing that exists. Mm-hmm. There's no it it is it is left in the past car because it's tied to physical media. Yeah. It's not like Netflix is serving right. you up. That's crazy. Is that not crazy? I feel like that's crazy. I mean it's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I really like that's one of the best things that came out of having that type of physical media. And it sucks that like, yeah, it's hard to replicate now. It's not hard at all to re- well, it's hard for you to replicate it, but uh Right. Netflix could serve you that up very easily. They just don't. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, I Criterion know. does. Yeah. Like, that's the closest you get, I guess. That's the only service I think that's doing that. Oh, you mean the title of uh, movie streaming services? I understand. Um, <laughs> I feel like HBO, like, it's it it commentary doesn't strike me as, like, a premium feature, but I feel like, obviously, Criterion right. would have it because it is, like, this it in itself is not like a prestige item but i it, it took me it makes total sense criterion will be like and we're gonna give you the commentary Ooh. well the entire thing too is like curation so you get all of the like filmmakers talking about other filmmakers and sure yeah like it, it that makes sense within their model whereas like with hbo i don't even know how you would advertise it unless it was like a different audio track which how would people even like figure that out i don't know it it just doesn't seem to fit within the model hmm do you think it is huh. driving physical media sales at this point it's such a weird thing because i know several people who like collect blu-rays yeah but i there's i understand that it's because of who i hang out with you sure know what i mean oh cinephiles like, I, I understand Okay, sure. I don't know, like, if you um, sampled the population who's going after that and also who's specifically interested in, like, the special features. Right. Right. Somebody's still buying these gosh darn things. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Criterion's charging like 35 bucks a pop. So I guess so. Don't even get me started on Criterion's insane. Let's take an old movie 
that should be $5 because nobody cares about it. And all of a sudden we put it out and it's $45 now. Yeah. And ugh, criterion. I have a question for you after. Uh, <laughs> after? <laughs> I can just ask now. Like with the Netflix package that we have, do uh, we get, can I order a DVD? No. Okay. You sure. can sign up for that. Yeah. You can sign up for Blu-rays okay. if you want. That seems crazy to me. I don't know. Like, what kind of lifestyle are you living where you don't want to buy Blu-rays, but you want to get sent one in the mail? It, it just, Like, the timeline doesn't fit for me, where it's like, okay, I sent this off, and now I won't have a movie to watch for about three to five days. Well, I think it's specifically, like, I would only use it, and I'm only interested in it, for the movies that I truly can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Hmm. Which has happened a few times. Like, it, yeah. there's one I've been trying to get my hands on, and it's just, Fear. like, com. impossible because of... Huh? Fear.com? Fear.com. <laughs> okay, it's just impossible because there's no good sources for it. And, like, yeah. yeah, I would pay, like, five bucks to watch it or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. Would you, at this point in your life, buy a DVD? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if it's it. something that, like, again, is hard to get your hands on, and probably also that, like, I already loved, you know what I mean? It would probably be yeah. something that, like, I'd seen before that I knew I wanted to repeat watch. Yeah. Um, that I'm also okay with not having like the best quality of. Hmm. I I'm with you, but I can't think of an example of that because I guess I would want it in good quality at that point i don't know yeah the only thing i can think of is like if for some reason the harry potter movies weren't popular and ubiquitous it would be like yeah i'd be fine with owning a dvd of that so that i can watch the first one a million more times (laughs) (laughs) okay what what a scenario okay yeah harry potter (laughs) what is that car Oh, on the Criterion Collection, you mean? Harry Potter? Can you imagine? It would be one of those stupid, like, Reddit quality, like, you know, where they take a movie poster and it's like minimalist movie posters. It's just like a lightning (laughs) bolt and it says, Harry Potter Criterion Collection. Yeah. Includes the crimes of Vindal Gold. Okay, thank you. Thank you. A film by Alfonso Cuaron. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oscar winner. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Kari, what else have you been watching? Mm. Yeah. God, I entirely forgot about this portion of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we can just stop. We can. I watched just. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I watched Justice League. Why? Why? Uh, well, I wanted to really. Were bad. you forced into this? Were you coerced into watching the Snyder Cut? I was the coercer. Oh my God, Carly. Look at yourself in the mirror, dude. (laughs) I don't know you anymore. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's really, really bad. I can't... I've (laughs) tried so hard to read reviews of people who even just like it fine Uh and understand, and I cannot understand I don't get it. I don't get what anyone likes about this movie. Hold on. Hold on. It's so, so, so stupid and bad. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
hold on, 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 hold on. The search in Letterbox sucks. Hold on. Oh my god. Zack Snyder's Justice League currently has a 3.5. Yeah, that's so crazy. Okay. Just needed to check that out. Car, is it four by three? <laughs> yeah. Does that rock your socks or what, dude? Yeah, it was pretty freaking awesome. Dude, actually. it's just like in first cow where it's like, it's kind of cool that it's in four by three. Yeah. Do you know that Snyder referenced first cow when he was talking about this? No. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if first cow had a bunch of slow mo in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it truly was like at least an hour of slow-mo. <laughs> that's awful. None of the characters are fun or Car, dynamic that's not true. or interesting. That's not true, stupid. Spider-Man's okay. awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. How's Lois Lane? Iron Man is also awesome. <laughs> dude, he's eating a donut, dude. That's so freaking awesome, dude. How is Lois Lane now? How's um, Lois Lane? Yeah. How's Lois we Lane? We gotta get Amy out of this. <laughs> she can't be there anymore. <laughs> the four-hour okay version of Hillbilly LG shot in four by three. Yeah. Really bad. Um, it was just like all fight scenes, and they all look terrible to me. And they weren't like fun. There was one cool thing where it's like mm. a version of the Batmobile, I guess, where it was like this sort of bug that had pinchers and it was climbing up a cave. That was kind of nice. And then uh, at the end, when the Joker stuff happens, I was so excited. I didn't realize the Joker wasn't in it until the end. And I was just like excited for that performance and stuff. It just seems very like I wanted this to be more like this is so dumb and funny. Yeah. And that's why I was looking forward to Mr. Leto as the Joker. And like, it wasn't funny at all. It was just like, oh my God. And then at the end, we finally get Joker in the epilogue and yeah. it was just boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Zack yeah. Snyder, you know, like it's, he doesn't make fun movies ever. I don't even mean fun. I mean, like so overdramatic and stupid that it would be funny to me, I guess. I feel like that's not the brand of serious that he does, you know, like it's not. Yeah, it's I don't have a comparison point because I was trying to think of like a Batman that's like overly serious to the point of being fun. I don't feel that way about any of them, though, besides the Zack Snyder yeah. ones. Yeah, so, it was just like. There's just nothing there. There was like nothing to connect to. It all looked bad to me. I yeah. don't know if it looks good to other Loomy. people. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hate Zack Snyder's style and what he thinks yeah. movies are and the way he lives his life. And uh, I don't wish to know him. Yeah. I do. That All of that being said, I think it's fun that this exists. And like, I would like more four hour movies just fine. Well, okay. Not the takeaway I would have probably come away with. More of this, please. Four hours. It's I was fun. <laughs> it's like you wake up and you start this at eight o'clock in the morning, and it's noon, and you're finally free. Well, what I was gonna say is like I like when movies can cross over into like being a hangout, where it's like 
Yeah, this mm. was the entire night was just sitting and watching this. I don't know how well that would, like, uh, it would, it has to be like a certain type of thing, but I'm fine with like blockbusters being four you, hours, I guess. You got to watch this with somebody who's like way into DC comics. <laughs> and it's like, shut up, Batman's talking. Shut up. Yeah, no. No, I couldn't have done that. If I, yeah, if I had to watch it with someone who liked this stuff, it would have been really difficult, I think. <laughs> Let's watch it, Car, you and me, because I'm way into okay, sure. the Green Lantern. I would watch it again. I don't know. What? What stuff are you talking about? Eight hours of your know, life? Hang out a shift? <laughs> a shift of work? Yeah. Carly. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not doing anything. Okay. All right. Yeah. What a perfect time to put this movie out. Everybody's already lost their mind. Yeah. Boy, Carl. So I watched that. Okay. What what else? Um, probably not too much. It's been sort of a busy mm-hmm. week. We kind of flip flopped. I, like I did watch one other thing. Um. Oh. Oh, the rental. Oh, no, 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 no. There were a couple. Oh, my gosh. No, I watched a bunch of uh, other stuff. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. We shouldn't have spent so long on Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Minari, I finally watched. Um, oh, nice. nice. Yeah, it was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Um, Like, exceeded expectations. I, I don't really... Like, it is what you think it is, where it's just, like, a very moving story about this family and the various hardships that they're put through, which are many. Um, but it's just so, like, kind about everything and, like, gentle and deals with everyone with, like, a strong sense of understanding, I think. Okay. Um, and there's certain moments where, like, it, there's this one character in particular who I... Was it his name something? Uh, da, 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 da. Steven. Let me see. He's in a bunch of stuff. No, not okay. Steve. Will okay. Patton. Um, okay. Plays this person who, like, seems so unnerving and dangerous. And it's, like, the way that he interacts with his family is really interesting and, like, nuanced. And, like, it deals, I don't know, it just deals with so many different things in a really nuanced and interesting way. Like, it so much of it is about Christianity and faith in general. And it's like the point of it's not like, oh, this is dumb or like, oh, this is like going to save this family. It's like just an honest look at what it means to different people, um, especially different people in this family in Arkansas. And then it's beautifully shy and all the performances are amazing. And I can't for the life of me believe that the woman like Stephen is amazing the grandma is amazing, but the woman who plays um, the mom is like, I I can't understand why she didn't get nominated or recognized. I guess maybe she got recognized for some critics awards. I'm not sure. Um, but she was by far like the standout performance to mm-hmm. me. Um, I think maybe it just like wasn't as exciting as some of the other roles. And she's right. not as famous, at least in uh, America. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So it was wonderful, beautiful, really, really, really enjoyed it. It probably should have won Best Picture out of the selection whoa, of movies that were not whoa, whoa, Best whoa, Picture. Whoa, 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 I know. Call me crazy. Whoa. Should I move on to Julie and Julia? 
Sure. Okay, yeah, Julie and Julia rocked. It's like the best. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I can't. I. It feels like a waste of my life that I haven't seen this movie before. Like I wow. am regretful that it's just been like sitting there and I haven't watched it. Yeah. Um. It's so fun and rom commy and. There's so much cooking. Okay. <laughs> There's so many actors I really, really like. And like, do you know the general gist of it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, the framing device of it, I think, of having like Julia Child, she's finding cooking as her passion sort of late in life with Amy Adams flash forward like 40, 50 years, whatever. Um, is like working a call center job and hates it and finds cooking as her passion through Julia Child's experiences. Like it's just a beautiful way to tell a story and I think it works really well. And they do a great job of like showing, of mirroring moments in these two women's lives. They're extremely different from each other. Like they don't have much in common except for the fact that they both like to cook. Um, but they mirror their lives so beautifully that it's one of those where you're flipping timelines and you're flipping um, plots and I'm never sad to be in either one. You know what I mean? Like I'm sad to leave one character for a bit of time, but I'm always happy to be in either one and always happy to spend any time with the characters. It's also just like, there's funny moments. There's weird, like, one of the moments I'd read about that people really enjoy is like Christmasina is uh, they're Amy Adams and Christmasina are picking up a lobster to cook and killing the lobster to like the talking heads. Then it's just them like dancing around the kitchen. <laughs> like it, it doesn't, it feels so like idiosyncratic for this type of movie and it's really, really enjoyable. Um, and it's also one of those of like nothing is ever so bad, which is a really nice vibe <laughs> for a movie. <laughs> That's yeah, good to like know. they fight Ooh. as a couple, but you know it's gonna be okay. It's not like a rom com where they break up and then whatever. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just like perfect and beautiful, and I really, really enjoy it. That's Meryl Streep, right? Uh, In the yeah. Okay. And okay. Stanley Tucci as oh, Julia Child's Tucci. husband. Yeah, he's so good in this. Oh, my God. He's good in everything, dude. He is good in everything. Wait, Carly, wait. Let me put this on the books. Do we love Stanley Tucci? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just making uh, Mm -hmm. that's on the record. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. I wonder, actually. Okay. Julia and Julia. It's 2009. Sure. What is. Devil Wears Prada. um, Yeah. It's like 1984. Five. <laughs> okay, fair. Two thousand six. Okay. okay, that's fun that him and Meryl had like a little uh, suite of movies together. <laughs> that's a word for if it. You sure. will. <laughs> I will. I will uh, take you up on that. Yeah, yeah. I can't recommend it enough, especially if you're in. I I would say like the two barriers to entry are maybe women being into rom coms and being into cooking. Like half of the movie is just like shots of nice food and stuff what is wrong with that carly who wouldn't want to watch that probably people who aren't into rom-coms mostly (sighs) okay well i don't wish to meet those people so (laughs) okay agreed okay should i name my final watch absolutely 
Okay, watch the rental. Okay, you named that already earlier in the podcast, yeah, 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 but that's yeah, okay, fine. Okay, bleep We're going to roll out with earlier. it. We're not even going to acknowledge bleep that that happened. We're just going to move forward. We're going to just talk bleep about the, part out the rental, the movie you have not named in this podcast yet. Carly, tell me about what was the name Tired. of this movie? The Rental. The Rental. Carly, what's The Rental? So that's that movie that we read the description for about 5,000 times last year because it came out 30 different times. The Tina Turner um, biopic? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no. Okay. No, this is Dave Franco's directorial oh, debut. Oh, we love Dave Franco. I kind of do. Not enough to say love, um, but I like Dave Franco. Okay. And love Alison Brie, who is um, both his life partner and star of this movie. With Dan Stevens and others. Is Patrick Wilson in this movie? No. (sighs) Crap. Okay. Do you mean that as a serious question? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. I just couldn't tell if you're trying to push my buttons or if you can no. picture Patrick Wilson in the universe of this movie. Yeah. Well, I don't really know the universe other than it has upside down people falling out of the sky or into the sky. Yeah, it's a cool poster, I yeah. think. Um, okay, anyway, so it's like a pretty typical, uh, these two couples rent a beautiful, beautiful mwah, Airbnb mwah, looking over, I, I don't know, the ocean somewhere. Okay. Um, and there's interesting dynamics between the characters, and then things go very awry, and they're, like, sort of being hunted. Um <laughs> We love in a pretty <laughs> typical fashion, I would say. As you do, um, as happens. Sure. Huh? <laughs> um, I thought like there's some interesting plot points, especially at the beginning. Like, I think they do the relationship relationship stuff pretty well. Aside from like a very obvious, I would assume what they expect to be like a twister turn, and it's Ooh. not at all. Oh. Um. And, like, all of the actors in it are really wonderful. And it was just, like, I would say the weakest part is when the bad guy comes into the picture more. It's just, like, fine after that. It feels like any other movie, but it looks good in a way that, like, a lot of movies like this don't. Sure. Um, Yeah, so it was, like, a perfectly fine time. And then I was sort of, like, surprised, I guess, to look at the reviews and people seem to really dislike this movie or oh, like cool. think it's very bad okay. i don't know it was just like yeah this is a fun this is exactly what i want in certain moments like a sort of slasher that's decently well made with actors i like i don't know hmm. is this like a what's the tone is it like comedic in some ways or is it just like straight up like slasher horror scary there's some comedy it feels like a yeah, like it, you can tell. I guess like that. A Franco wrote it. Um, Yikes! Okay. <laughs> there is one moment in particular right at the beginning where it's just like a couple characters saying stupid stuff back and forth at each other, and it's like, yeah, Dave Franco wrote this. <laughs> it's <got his> thumbprints <laughs> the all over. It. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like, there are moments of levity like that. Um, it's not completely serious and even in the serious parts it just feels like it, you know what type of movie you're watching like sure. it never it's never like oh my god I, what's gonna happen oh no <laughs> like yeah like social commentary <laughs> yes please Ooh, think yeah there's deep. like a, a, actually a little tiny bit of that right uh-oh. at the beginning uh-oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. franco mm-hmm. yeah 
Actually, I think like done maybe slightly decently. Okay. It's not like a total monstrosity for it to be in the movie. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> the rental. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay, I don't. I get. Uh, we're we, it's good because you're moving away from where where every movie sounds like a harmony korean movie but now every movie just sounds like a horror movie and i don't know you gotta give me something here i i there's truly not much to say about okay. it it does get a little bit harmony korean where they're like no. Molly in a bunch of it carly <laughs> what are you doing yeah i'm sorry carly min korean Oh, Carly. Lordy, what are you watching, dude? Ooh, I have quite a few, so I'll try to go uh, (laughs) kind of quicker. I shouldn't have spent that long on Zack Snyder's Justice. (laughs) I thought it was the only movie I watched. (laughs) Well, you made up for it with The Rental. Um, Yeah. I rewatched La La Land. I still really like it. Mm. Yeah, you you did a lot of rewatching this. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Uh, I watched Son of the Mask. Do you know anything huh. about Son of the Mask, Car? I knew it existed. I don't okay. think I've ever talked to anyone who's seen it. Okay. I think it's kind of considered one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. Um, I had an okay time with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the brave person in the room. I thought it was all wow. right. Wow. Do you love Jamie Kennedy? I don't know who that is. Okay, moving on. I watched Pop Star. Never, wait, 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 wait. Can you tell me? No, 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 no. Can you tell me why people hate it so much? Oh. Or why it's regarded as so bad? It's like a sequel to The Mask, right? Right. Our favorite movie of all time starring Jim Carrey as The Mask. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't have Jim Carrey in it. And it's about Jamie Kennedy, who is a cartoonist. And then he puts on the mask and impregnates his wife, which gives his baby... Um. No. The powers of the mask. And it has no. this insane early 2000s look and energy to it that I can understand being like sandpaper on your eyes if you're not into that. But <laughs> uh, I was kind of into what it was uh, putting down. And you got Floop as the as as Loki as the bad guy, which I thought was oh. a lot of fun. Um, it's just it's uh, it's extremely early cgi nonsense movie for the duration um and i was kind of (laughs) like but uh, (laughs) maybe some people don't want to sit down and watch that uh so yeah it's uh it's not a great film but it's an interesting film it's an interesting disaster and uh sometimes i need that in my life speaking of which pop star uh never stop never stopping uh i actually thought was really funny When yes, uh, when Tink showed up during it. the the gay marriage yeah. song, I was just it sent me car. Is that what the kids yeah. are saying? Yeah, uh, I think it would have been better if it wasn't um, genuine in a way or something. Like there's this plot line that's happening. I almost wish they had just not had a plot and just really turned up the like absurdity levels on everything. But it, the movie kind of slows down because it's yeah. like they're getting the band back together and all this stuff. You know, 
And it's an excuse to have stupid, absurd jokes. And I thought a lot of those hit. But I felt like the second half of the movie was a lot weaker than the first half because it's just kind of like they kind of stop making jokes all the time so they can tell their story. Eh. That's true. I do like the overall joke of like, I love in these movies when the arc is like the main character doing one thing that's just sort of nice. <laughs> yeah. And then mean? everything's forgiven. And it's like successful. their redemption is doing just like a basic human thing that anyone would do. Right. That's funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it was good. I don't know. It it was goofy. It wasn't just like a Lonely Island music video for the whole time, which I right. was very thankful for. Um, yeah. There was some good good laughing, but I, I do uh, think I prefer Walk Hard if we can compare these two uh, completely different movies. Oh, sure. Starring Tim Robbins. Yeah, I would agree. Yes. I don't know. But I think they are both very funny. It, all the celebrity cameos are great. Just like yeah, popping up. He was a genius, they say. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched The Bandwagon. What's that? It is a musical from 1953, uh, Fred Astaire. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I didn't really know much about Fred Astaire, um, which was good going into this movie because, um, or I guess it was bad until I figured out what was going on with Fred Astaire. What's going on with Fred Astaire is that he was very popular in the like the 30s. Mm. And in this movie, he's kind of playing like a washed up actor. And I think that's really fun because at this point he was in his 50s, you know, like he was kind of this washed up actor playing a washed up actor. Okay. And I think that's a cool little twist. Uh, I think it's tough going into any musical of the time period after Singing in the Rain, because I think Singing in the Rain is like staring at the sun for two hours. So like it's just like good. Right. Uh, the bandwagon is not to that level, but I still had a really good time with it. Um, there's this part at the end where it's just this kind of um it's like a collection basically of just different musical numbers um and there's one that is so incredible it's what the smooth criminal music video is based on where it's this extremely elaborate kind of 30s gangster thing going on like private Ooh. eye detective noir but it's in a musical context so it's like people are like doing like dance shooting at each other in the background all the time and stuff it's so much fun uh i that part alone i feel like was worth the price of admission on this movie but uh otherwise it's fine that it's does like sound fun. it's so cool uh but otherwise it's just <laughs> a lot of like we're putting on a show and things aren't going great with the show and blah, 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 you know okay yeah. so yeah you know what that's like um <laughs> I rewatched Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve, not in that order. Yeah. Um, yeah, silly order. Well, I was like, we were like, it's going to break your heart, card, but we were going to watch a freaking Sodi boat movie from last year. Uh, and we got to like the oh, opening. Oh, let them all talk? Yep. We got to like, you know, 30 seconds in. And I'm like, wait a second. We should watch Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> Instead, okay, yeah, and it is fair because, like, I might be wrong, but I feel like the first thirty seconds are truly just like fun shots of the boat. I don't even know if we made it that far, to be honest. I was just like, <laughs> I'm not feeling this. Let's watch Ocean's Twelve. That's a movie I know I'll like, um, and I did. Yeah. Ocean's Twelve was great. Okay, yeah, that's my wonderful. favorite. 
Yeah. Um, the one thing I want to highlight about my Oceans revisit, and we're going to do 13 here soon, but uh, I think the most unsung performance in those movies is, uh, was it Andy Garcia, the casino owner? He does oh, such sure. a good job. He, he like never, he never explodes. He never is just like cartoonish, like bad guy. He's always just kind of mm-hmm. like smoldering and he's very understandable as a person. I feel like, I don't know. That's what I walked away with this time. It's just like, he's a really fun villain in these movies. He's a cool bad guy. Yeah. So yeah, many I think that's right. Like, uh, so many what? Baselines in these movies. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I think one of the things that Soderbergh does really well, especially with these movies, is like, everyone is a cartoon, but not at the same time. Yeah. They're cartoon you love. Like, all of them have fun tics and stuff that they do, yeah. and they all behave in the way that you expect, but in a way where you can still, like, care about them as people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's because you want to hang out with these people so bad, so it's just like, oh, I right. don't care. Whatever. George Clooney, you're so charming. <laughs> and then the movie's over. <laughs> is 12 the one with the Mad Damon scene? Yes, in the where they're talking to the guy about the thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. I really think 12 is like a perfect movie. I, I understand why it it's is. more uh, uh, controversially, uh, you know, people can't seem to make up their mind on Ocean's 12. But I really think it's exactly what a sequel should have been to Ocean's 11. Yeah. Which yeah, sucks I completely agree. in that Ocean's 13 is exactly what a sequel shouldn't have been. And then they made it anyway. And I don't know mm. what's going on there. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where, like, if it wasn't in the context of the other Oceans movies, I would probably be like, yeah, this is really fun and I really like it. But it's so hard to know. It's so hard to know Mm. that, like, Soderbergh was like, okay, I have this thing that you could just repeat and make another movie, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, like, challenge it and subvert it and make it interesting. And then he, like, just does everything he was subverting in the third one, basically. (sighs) And like, it's not even just that it is that, but it goes further where it's like dumber, <laughs> you know, where it's like he's but got some the, of that spot. Like that's someone where Brad Pitt's wearing the crazy. Yeah, earthquake that's stuff, right? I'm talking like yeah. Matt Damon with the nose and he's like seducing the lady with like the love <laughs> potion or whatever's happening in that. Like that doesn't feel like fun Oceans movie to me. That feels like Austin Powers scene or something. I don't know. It's kind of fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Uh, I got two more, Kari, and then we can move on. Okay. Uh, I watched Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. I rewatched, I should say, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, just because I have a column I'm doing on my website where I'm covering movies based on video games. And uh, it was this Ooh. or Assassin's Creed. And even though Michael Fassbender's <laughs> in Assassin's Creed, I was like, I'm not really feeling that right now, so I'm going to watch Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Um and I'm working on a write up for that. I think it's a really fascinating thing, but it's a terrible movie. Was it a cartoon or a live action? It's a cartoon. Okay. But I guess the kind of huh. the crux of my argument that I'm writing up is that it is a failure in the way that most video game movies are a failure, but it's a failure of like it's a failure from ambition and pushing the envelope and, you know, um, kind of constraining yourself artistically in a way 
as like an exercise, whereas most movies of this type are just bad movies because they just don't understand what video yeah. games are or what the appeal should be or any of that. So, um, but it's basically unwatchable at the same time. So it's like, what do you do with that? <laughs> like, it's a really interesting it's, moment in time, but it's not a great movie. What year are we talking? 2001. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, look for that. Uh, the last one is Wings Car, which is the first ever uh, best uh, picture Oscar winner. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I got the Blu-ray and um, great restoration work on the, uh, which is, there's something so nice about putting a Blu-ray in where they've put the work in and you don't have to worry about that you're getting the best picture, you know, like is my yeah. internet buffering or something? You just know right. that you are getting exactly what the experience should be. And there's something really comforting in that to me. So, yeah, uh, it was a really nice experience. Wings is uh, kind of awesome. It turns out. Um, Can you give me the general gist? Yeah, it's it, the plot line isn't really that exciting. It's uh, two two guys uh, are kind of pining after the same woman, uh, but then they both want to be pilots and they enlist uh, during World War One. So they're both leaving, and then uh, war happens, and girl happens, and you know. It's a war movie mm. in 1927, so you can kind of... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the photography is just incredible for the time period. Mm. I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know how they did a lot of this movie, and I feel like that's something we've lost with CGI. Uh, I understand that CGI is important for filmmaking. I understand that it fills in gaps and stuff, and it lets you make the movie you want to make, but I have not felt like that in a long time where I'm like, how did they do this? How did they shoot this? Like admiring the craft doesn't happen as much. I feel like, and that's what I was doing through this whole movie is just wondering how hmm. they managed to pull this stuff off. Cause it just looks so cool where it's just shot of dude in an airplane. And I assume they just put a camera on this airplane. Cause I don't know how else you would do it. It's not like they had green <laughs> screen, you know, it's like people flying through the air and crashing and burning. And it's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, it's, and there's this there's the famous shot where it's like pushing through a crowd over tables and stuff in Paris. And that's like still oh. super impressive. And that's kind of like the trademark shot of this movie. But uh, um, there's some really good stuff in this movie. And then I think there's an actual intermission, which is always fun. And then after the intermission, <laughs> I think it loses all of its steam. And then it brings mm. a little bit back. And it's got like a nice tearjerker ending going on here. But um, I would say for like. One half of this movie, I was really into it. And then the other half, I was like, <laughs> so. <laughs> How long was it? Two and a half hours. Uh, I watched it in two sittings. <laughs> okay. So I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, Car, if you don't have anything else to say, <laughs> that's a weird way of putting that. I, <laughs> I have your quiz ready for you. Wait, can I ask one more question about wings? Of course. Did it win other awards? It uh, visual effects. I think it might have won, or that was going to be my sort of follow up. It's yeah. like, yeah, was there a visual effects category at the time? I, I'm speaking out of my butt. I think it did win. Okay. Other awards, and also as a you know, I don't know any of these actors because I I've seen like three 
actual silent films instead of like the weird YouTube 1980 or 1887 <laughs> movies I was watching. Clara Bow, Clara Bow, amazing. Hmm. And then I was like looking into her life history and she like quit acting right when the talkies started and started a farm or something. And just like, it's just like fascinating stuff. Uh, Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, as, as a historical piece, I think Wings is worth watching. It's just not, you know, it's, it's not, the storytelling's not going to hold up. It's a silent sure. film, you know. Yeah. What can you do? Are you ready for your quiz card? Yes. Okay. Last time we did, did Spielberg produce this? You know what we're doing this time, Carter? Did he? It has nothing to do with Steven Spielberg. It is. (laughs) Which movie came out first? Oh, Lord, Lordy, Lordy. I'm going to give you two movies at a time, and you just have to tell me which one came out first. Can you tell me how many pairs there are? Ten. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. It starts out kind of easy and it gets more difficult as time goes on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The Shining or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Uh. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Close your laptop, please. Ma'am, no cheating. I see you. uh, (laughs) I see you on your Apple Watch there, ma'am. No, no. Mm -mm. Texas. Correct. 74 the shining was 1980 yeah armageddon or independence day see this i have not a single clue okay, okay. oh god Work it out. have you seen either of these movies talk it out with me car talk it out with me i don't even well that's where i was gonna go it's like these movies are basically the same to me and yes I, same director I know bill pullman's Wait, no. in one right he's in independence will day, smith is in one mm, yes he's in independence day He's an independent Armageddon is Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson. Independence Day is first. Yes. Woo! Independence Day was 1996. Armageddon was 1998. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko. Yep. 2001 to 2004. Fight Club or The Truman Show? Flight Club? Flight Club. <laughs> Wings. <laughs> yeah. Or or the Truman Show. Truman Show. Very good car. You've got them all right so far. Ooh, don't jinx me. Truman Show was 98. Fight Club was 99. Really? That close? Yep. 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 They feel like two different eras. Jurassic Park or Pulp Fiction? Oh, shoot. I'm going to say Jurassic Park first. Yes. 1993. Pulp Fiction was 1994. Okay. Back to the Future or Ghostbusters? Oh, (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I'm going to say... What if I told you I don't think I've seen either of these movies? That's okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Ghostbusters first. Correct. (gasps) Ghostbusters was 84. Back to the Future was 85. Next up, The Sound of Music 
or Mary Poppins? <laughs> I should know this one. Like, this should be easy to contextualize in her career, but I don't. Okay. I'm going to say Mary Poppins. Correct. <gasps> You're at $50,000. Would you like to go and try for 75? Yeah. Okay. Mary Poppins was 64. Sound of Music was 65. Eraserhead okay. or Indiana Jones? The first one. You stinker. Um, oh, Indiana. No. No! <laughs> Eraserhead was 77. Indiana Jones was 81. Wow, that is really tough. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> or Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. It's the same year, right? It is. Okay. Lord of the Rings. No, Harry Potter. Oh! Harry Potter was November 14th, 2001. Lord of the Rings was December 19th, 2001. According to my Google How search, anyway. crazy is it that that's the same year? <laughs> what a year, what a year. Car, I got one more for I you. I mean, truly. <laughs> can you imagine two movies that big coming out? It was kind of crazy to think about, yeah. Like, I feel like we don't get yeah. any movies that big anymore. It's like Tenet. I love Tenet. Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> or Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> Duel of movies too. <laughs> okay. Um Okay. Um Paper Bankazine. Um Austin Powers. Correct. Okay, thank God. Austin Powers was ninety-nine. Josie was two thousand one. Two thousand one, what a year for film. Yeah. You did pretty well, Car. That's it? Okay. Whew. Whew. Yeah, I'm glad I ended right. on a high note. You did much better than I would have done. I can tell you that. I, I lose <laughs> completely track of basically all movie dates, like when they came out. I don't know. I can't do it by most. It's a couple I could do by dates. Like I knew that The Shining came out in 80 and I knew that Texas Chainsaw was 70s. Sure. But then like other things, it's just like, OK, Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal's so young there that it must be. <laughs> You're just like working it up. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's mostly about like how movies look and who's in them and how old they look in them. Sure. But you got like ones that were one year apart, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not even a difference. That's just like. Yeah. Hmm. Jurassic Park I'm being in 93 is kind of crazy to me. Like that movie still looks yeah. good. Yeah. I want to rewatch that soon, actually. <laughs> Did you watch the Jurassic Jurassic Worlds? Hell no. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard? Yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt? Pratt. <laughs> yeah. A velociraptor? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't believe they made another one after that where it's like, Jurassic World? What if there was another Jurassic World? I, I don't I think even know. they're making the, another right now. What was the plot of Jurassic World 2? How... I don't even know what the plot of Jurassic World is. Well, obviously, there's a world that's got Jurassics on it, Carly. What movie are we watching? <laughs> You're right. What movie are we watching, Carly? 
Okay, okay, okay. Let me get back into Letterboxd. <laughs> okay, and then... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, this is good so far. Yep. Shoot, I okay, don't know, very man. Good. Okay, all right, cool. Um. All right, very cool. <laughs> Let's do... Okay. As long as we can find a way to watch this. Absolutely. Let's do All About My Mother. What's that? It's a Pedro Almodovar movie. Okay. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Speak. It's okay. The guy who made that movie. Mm. Oh my God, Carly. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I know you're tight. Okay. Pain and Glory, which I really liked. He also made The Skin I Live In. Okay. And a bunch of other big uh, movies. All right. Fair enough. Whatever. You're yeah. going to, it has left my brain already, whatever the name of that movie was, but. <laughs> Uh, I can text it to you. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> you're not feeling fear.com. Is that correct? <laughs> I'll watch fear.com. <laughs> do you want to watch fear.com? I feel like let's save, yeah. let's save that because I feel like all I do is throw you bad early 2000s horror movies and I feel We really watched good. Hoxon. All right, fine. Fear.com. Fear.com, dude. Fear.com. The best poster. The best poster. When four bodies are discovered among the industrial decay and urban grime of New York City, brash young detective Mike Riley teams with ambitious... (laughs) Department of Health researcher Terry Houston to uncover the cause behind their violent and inexplicable deaths. The only common factor shared by the victims... Each died exactly 48 hours after logging onto a website called fear.com. And in the description, they spell out fear.com, which is really tripping me up. Amazing. Great poster. Amazing poster. <laughs> Who's in this? Why, Stephen Dorff and Natasha McElhone. Oh. oh. Stephen Dorff was in Zoolander, Blade, Public Enemies. Uh, uh, World Trade Center. Mm, (laughs) Something called Felon. Oh, he was in Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, directed by Tom Brady. (laughs) Okay, before we watch it, do you think it's going to be better or worse than White Noise? Better. Okay. I think it's going to be a worse movie, but I think I'm going to like it more. Yeah, that's possible. I just wish Michael Keaton was in it. I wish Michael Keaton was in every movie except Porco Rosso. <laughs> yeah. Was uh, what's his face ever in a Ghibli? Uh, Batman cool. guy. Uh, not Ben Affleck, the other Batman guy. Uh, Christian Bale. Bale? Yeah, I Bale? think he was right. He was Kiki in Kiki's Delivery Service. Car, I'm gonna go <laughs> now. Um, thank Aww. you so much for talking about film and uh. Oh, I set up a, an email so intrepid listeners can <laughs> drop us a oh, line. No. <laughs> Pillowspodcast at gmail.com. What's that email address, Car? Uh, Pillowspodcast at gmail.com. Yay! I'll check it never. <laughs> Car, do you have anything to say? Um, Next time, I'm going to quiz you. Thank you. I'm going to do so yeah. bad. I don't actually know anything. Mm-hmm. What if I frame it directly towards your interests? Okay. Is this a Wachowski movie or not? 
<laughs> Speed Racer. Yes. Ocean's Eight. No. No. <laughs> Fear.com. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye, car. Look, I 